0: Are listening to the Mystical City of God in Year podcast, I'm Father Edward Looney, and throughout the year I'm reading and reflecting on the four volume, over 2500 page work by the Venerable Maria of Agreda. If you would like to discuss today's readings, you can head on over to Facebook and find the Mystical City of God in your podcast group, and you'll be able to share your own thoughts and insights with others who are listening and following along. If you would like to support this free podcast, you can do so by sending a tip through Venmo to the handle Mystical City of God. Let us now thank God for the life of Venerable Maria of Agreda. Almighty God, you will that all people know the saving power of Jesus' name. Throughout time, you have sent missionaries to your people who proclaim the good news. We thank you for sending Sor Maria to the Humano people and planting the seeds of the gospel in their heart and in our land. She taught them the good news and prepared them for baptism. We look to her example in holy life and wish to be taught by her today. Sor Maria, teach us how to pray and meditate. Teach us how to imitate the virtues of Our Lady. Teach us the mysteries of our faith. Almighty God, stir a flame in our hearts the same missionary fervor of Sor Maria, so we may be as emboldened as she was to proclaim the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. Today is day number 348. We are reading from Volume 4, Book 8, Chapter 13, Paragraphs 636 to 641. Instruction which the Queen of the Angels, Most Blessed Mary, gave me. 636. My daughter, the sin of ingratitude, is one of the most heinous. Committed by men against God, and by it they make themselves most unworthy and abominable in the sight of God and the saints. For both God and the saints have a kind of horror of this vile conduct in men. Yet in spite of its pernicious effects, there is none which men, each one in particular, commit more frequently and thoughtlessly. It is true that in order to lessen the debt accumulating by their most ungrateful and universal forgetfulness of his benefits... God requires from his church a certain recompense for this want of thankfulness in her children and in mankind. For in recognition of his blessings, the church as such offers up so many prayers and sacrifices of praise and glory as we see ordained in her. But as the favors and graces of his liberal and watchful providence are not only for the common good of the faithful, but to the advantage of each mortal in particular, the debt of gratitude is not paid by this general thanksgiving of the church. Each one for himself owes thanks for what he receives from the divine liberality. 637. How many are there among the mortals who during the whole course of their lives have not excited one sincere act of thanksgiving for the gift of life, for its preservation, for health, food, honors, possessions, and all the other temporal and natural goods? Others there are who, if at any time they give thanks for these benefits, Do it not because they truly love God the giver, but because they love themselves and delight in these temporal and earthly blessings and in possession of them. This kind of vain deceit discovers itself in two ways. First, in seeking these earthly and transitory goods, men are full of dissatisfaction, haste, and discomfort, and they scarcely can think of, ask for, or desire other more spiritual things loving only what is apparent and passing. Although many times their being deprived of health, honor, possessions, and other things is a blessing of God, which prevents in them a blind and disorderly attachment to such matters, yet they think it a misfortune, and as it were, an injury, and they allow their heart continually to verge on destruction by trespassing upon what is finite and perishable. 6.38 Secondly, this deceit is known by the forgetfulness of spiritual benefits in the blind pursuit of what is transitory, so that men neither recognize or acknowledge what is beyond. This fault among the children of the church is most vile and dreadful, since without any obligation on the part of God and without any of their merit, the divine mercy seeks to draw them to the secure path of eternal life, signally applying to them the merits of the passion and death of my divine Son." Everyone who is now in a state of holiness in the church could have been born in other times and ages before God came into the world. Moreover, he could have been born among pagans, idolaters, heretics, or other infidels, where his eternal damnation would be unavoidable. Without their merit, God called such persons to his holy faith, giving them knowledge of the certain truth, justifying them in baptism, putting at their disposal the sacraments, the ministers, the teachings, and enlightenments of eternal life. He placed them upon the sure path, granted them his assistance, pardoned them their sins, raised them from their falls, waited for their repentance, invited them by his mercy, and rewarded them with a liberal hand. He defended them through his holy angels, gave them himself as a pledge and as a nourishment of eternal life. And thus he accumulated so many blessings upon them that they are without measure or number, and that not a day nor an hour pass without increasing their indebtedness. 6.39 Tell me, then, daughter, what thanks are due to his so liberal and fatherly kindness, and how many men deserve to experience it? The greatest blessing of all is that in punishment for this ingratitude the portals of his mercy have not been closed, and the fountains of his goodness have not dried up, for it is infinite. The root of this most dreadful ingratitude in men is boundless desire and covetousness, for the temporal, apparent, and transitory goods. From this insatiable thirst grows their unthankfulness, for as they hanker so much after the temporal goods, they undervalue what they receive, and give thanks neither for them nor for the spiritual goods, and thus they are most ungrateful as well for the ones as the others. In addition to this unbearable foolishness, they are guilty of a still greater one. Namely, that God, not for what is necessary to them, but for things which are injurious and will bring about their eternal perdition. Among men, it is considered mean to ask a favor from the one they have offended, and still more outrageous to ask a favor for the purpose of committing a still greater offense. What must we then say of a vile earthly being, an enemy of God, when he petitions his Creator for life, health, honor, possessions, and other things, for which he will never give thanks, and which he does not intend to use for any other purpose than to offend the divine giver. 6.40 If, in addition to this, such men never thank God for having created them, redeemed them, called them, borne them with patience and justified them, prepared for them the same glory which he enjoys, and if, while expecting this glory, they do not even ask for the grace of acknowledging and repenting of their sins, they certainly show nothing but the utmost temerity and presumption. I assure thee, my dearest, that this is so frequent ingratitude toward God is one of the most certain signs of reprobation in those who are guilty of such forgetfulness and carelessness. It is also a bad sign when the just judge confers temporal blessings upon those who ask for them in forgetfulness of the blessings of the redemption and justification. For all such, oblivious of the means of their eternal salvation, Demand but the instruments of their death, and to yield to their demands is no blessing but a chastisement of their blindness. 6.41 All these evils I manifest to thee in order that thou mayest fear them and avoid their causes, but remember that thy gratitude must not be of the ordinary or common kind, for the blessings thou hast received go far beyond thy knowledge and power of appreciation, Do not allow thyself to be deceived into shrinking from proper acknowledgement of graces on the plea of humility. Thou knowest the efforts of the demon to make thee forget the works and the favors of the Lord by drawing thy attention toward thy faults and miseries, and making thee believe that the blessings of truth which thou hast received are incompatible with these thy shortcomings. Begin in earnest to cast off this deception, and know that the more thou ascribest the good— Thou receivest from his bounty to him alone, the more dost thou annihilate and humiliate thyself, and that the more thou owest to him, the less able thou art to pay thy debts, since thou canst not pay even for the least of his favors. To be convinced of this truth is not presumption, but prudence, and not to acknowledge this indebtedness is not humility, but most reprehensible foolishness. For thou canst not be thankful for what thou dost not know, nor will thy love be stirred to action readily without being incited by the blessings and favors of God. Thou art full of fear of losing the grace and friendship of the Lord, and with good reason dost thou fear, if thou dost not make them fruitful, for he has done as much for thee as would suffice to justify many souls. But to a prudent fear of losing his grace is quite a different thing from doubting it. For the purpose of escaping acknowledgement for it, and this is the kind of doubt into which the enemy labors to cast thee, seeking to substitute a stubborn incredulity for holy fear of God, by clothing it in the mantle of a good intention and humility, thy fear must exert itself in watching over thy treasure, and in striving to imitate me with the purity of an angel, and practicing all the teachings which I give thee in this history for this very purpose." This concludes our reading today for day number 348. We have been reading from volume 4, book 8, chapter 13, paragraph 636 to 641. Today's reading was the instruction that Our Lady gave following our reading yesterday about the celebration of different feasts, especially in honor of St. Joachim, St. Anne, and St. Joseph. The lesson of today's reading is that of gratitude to God. And just listen to what we heard in the opening sentence. My daughter, the sin of ingratitude is one of the most heinous, committed by men against God, and by it they make themselves most unworthy and abominable in the sight of God and the saints. So not just God, but also the saints the Blessed Virgin, yes, St. Joseph, yes, the other saints that you implore, yes, they want us to be grateful. And I can think of how many times I've prayed a prayer asking St. John Neumann to help me in my priesthood, or maybe I've prayed a novena, and now when I think back and I'm like, I say the prayer of petition, but do I thank God? Thank you, God, for letting St. John Neumann be a constant intercessor for me. Thank you, God, for the graces you bestowed upon me through St. Therese the Little Flower by showering me with a rose. We receive the rose, but as you receive it, are you moved to gratitude to God? Do you thank God for the grace of answered prayers? We heard in the reading that there are so many prayers in the church that do give praise and thanks to God. If you think about the Gloria that we sing at Mass, that is an entire song of giving thanks to God. Praising God for his goodness, praising God for what he has done. If you think about the glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, well, that's praising the Trinity, and often can be used as a prayer of thankfulness for what God has done in our life. So easy it is for us to remember God in our time of need, but so hard it is to remember him when he has delivered on his promise. May we always be thankful for the good gifts that God gives us, for the gift of the Holy Eucharist that nourishes and sustains us, For the gift of reconciliation, which forgives our sins and helps us on our path to the kingdom of heaven. For the gift of his death on the cross, for our redemption, and thankfulness for the resurrection by which we are promised eternal life. I'm Father Edward Looney, and throughout the year, I'm reading and reflecting on the four volumes of the Mystical City of God, I'm grateful you joined me today and I hope you'll join me again tomorrow. Until then, may God bless you and Mary pray for you.